In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership by On Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and this series is in cooperation with Ascinda Virtual, which brings you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Cinda, go to www.cinda.org. Now, they don't only bring you thought leaders from all over the world, but this show also has listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the show, let me tell you what this show is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence, digital transitions, and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance and business values and ethics that may impact your organization or your career. Now, tune in to us every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific time, and if If you miss an episode, don't worry about it. We are on every major podcast platform from Apple to Google to Stitcher to Spotify. So you can find us all over the net. Now, I also invite you to connect with me. Send me you know, send me your thoughts and, and your insights and what you want to hear on the show. Send it to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or go through my website at leadershipbeyondborders.net. So if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we'll make sure that you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. And today we have a fun program. And um, I'm really excited about this because it's not that often I get to talk with and interview people who are professionals in broadcasting. And that's what we're going to do today. And, you know, broadcasting is really challenging and competitive, but it can be gratifying and fulfilling. It's also changed drastically over the last 25 years. I mean, technology has made media more accessible and widened coverage. Whether it's sports or news, the scope and accessibility have changed, and so have the people. Today, we talk with a 25-year-old veteran in the broadcasting industry about what has changed and what will change. And we'll talk about the people in the industry behind the cameras or in front of them. So I'd like to welcome to the show today, Howie Sales, and he's an Emmy award-winning camera operator who turned his passion for television and broadcasting into several entrepreneurial endeavors. Howie created HGZ Productions, Incorporated in 2000 to address the need for professional-level sports crewing staffing in the New York market. Under his leadership, HZ JZ Productions grew to a multi-million dollar nationwide provider of top talent in the broadcasting field. In 2019, Howie and his team founded Veridity Entertainment Services, which initially focused on staffing in non-union markets. With the onset of COVID-19 pandemic in the 2020, they quickly pivoted to offering best-in-class broadcast quality live streams of professional sports shows, interviews, corporate interviews, meetings, and religious services. In addition, Howie took his love of the television production business and created the TV Sports Corps a hands-on training boot camp for the next generation of television crew professionals. He is a graduate of State University of New York and Pittsburgh's Mass Communication Program. Welcome to the show, Howie. Hi, Kimberly. Nice to see you. Yeah. Go ahead. Honored to be here. Thank you. So, I mean, you've been in this industry and broadcasting 25 years. I mean, so what what are probably the the three most significant changes that you've seen over the 25 years? Yeah, uh, one of the 
most significant changes is is one how tv uh programs are viewed these days um no longer are people watching on the three major networks uh and the, and and that the three major networks became four major networks which became cable tv which now has become uh, the majority of people watch online most people don't even have uh cable tv anymore they just have different streaming services for their favorite um sporting events or entertainment events so that is one big way how um the broadcast industry has changed uh, another way is is how the events are acquired uh on site you now need a, a more minimal crew uh, of broadcast professionals on site because a lot of people can be kept uh, at home and work either remotely from one location or dial in from their homes and and work uh, and and that's uh, a huge change in how um, the broadcast industry has acquired the footage and also uh, cloud-based so much um, everything is done now with a in the cloud and uh that wasn't even a term five years ago <laughs> yes for sure uh so how I, when i'm thinking about these changes you just said um when i when I was preparing because for your interview i was reading a little bit and one of the things i didn't realize and i want to come to kind of a current event today one of sure. the things i didn't realize how um I want to news. I want to talk about news first. Okay, how news shifted so dramatically on coverage, and it was about the time of the Vietnam War um, and its impact on information and and getting information out to people about what was going on. And now we currently have a a crisis, um, the Russian Ukrainian situation, and you know what you just said. These shifts. Um, how are they? You know, what kind of impact are they having on the information that we're getting now about what's going on such in such a crisis situation? So I, I think, uh, you know, we're going to the news, right, in the wars and everything, and with past situations going on, we couldn't get um, up to the minute or even live footage to really understand what was going on. You might not even known for years what was going on or what the people in the area of where the situation was taking place were living and going through. But we can literally, we're literally getting live videos of what the Ukrainian people are living through and the hell they're going through because of cell phones and live video and how fast the internet is able to, um, you know, disperse video and the social platforms is just yet another way for all of this information to be dispersed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so, you know, one of that, that live, when we talk about that live, which brings me to my question on live streaming. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, it, it, live streaming has been very disruptive and, and what kind of effect has it having on the shifting of behaviors of, of viewers in the market? I mean, so <laughs> Anybody can live stream anytime from anywhere, more or less, with, with, with a cell phone, and you don't even need internet. You just need your, you know, the data from your phone. I, I mean, the the quality of what you're live streaming may not be good, but uh, yeah, anyone can anyone can do it from anytime, anywhere about any topic. So that could be dangerous because of. Depending on what they're, you know, trying to get out there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, one thing that comes to mind is what happened uh, on January sixth when people were live streaming from the Capitol in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, you know, as I was saying, live stream definitely has its perils because you, you can live stream from anywhere, anytime, any place. Uh, and one thing that comes to mind is when people were live streaming all of this, the destruction that they were doing in the United States on January 6th, 
uh, on the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that had that had a huge impact. And I guess I guess my question um, about that would be, I mean, you you started you started live streaming when the pandemic came in. Right. And you mm-hmm. were focusing you were what made you what made you um, jump into that when the pandemic came? Yeah, so that's a great question, and it's a, a good story. Um, so the, the pandemic happened. The like most industries, uh, the television industry was completely shut down, and um, as an entrepreneur, I needed uh, a way to, uh, you know, a pivot and a way to have an income. And um, so I knew live streaming was out there. Maybe the technology was five years down the road. So I had a lot of time to research and and watch videos and, and learn about new technology. So that's what I started to do. I started, you know, I'd wake up at five in the morning every day and took two hours to learn a lot of new stuff. And then I, I, I met this one person who had just got into live streaming, uh, doing shows. And so I started talking to him and as um, as a Jewish person, I went to the rabbi at the temple at, where I belong. And I said, listen, you know, during COVID, w- w- there's no way you're going to be able to do the services during the Jewish holidays in the traditional way. And I kind of researched the equipment we would need to buy. How would we how we need to go about doing it? We came up with a plan. And as we're kind of installing cameras in the temple and coming up with a, a whole idea, I was I got to thinking there's there has to be a way to monetize this as a business. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, no sooner did I have a client call and ask. um he needed to interview nine major league baseball players in nine separate cities one in one in nine separate weeks but the problem was the interviewer could not leave her house the interviews could not be done in person it mm-hmm. all had to be done remotely so i said sure we can absolutely do that and i hung up the phone i told my wife what the conversation i just had and what i agreed to and said that we can absolutely do yet i had no idea how we were going to do it <laughs> but uh we kind of pulled it together and we came up with these um these live stream remote camera kits we call them and they're uh, high end computers with uh uh we send them out with uh high def cameras and and usb microphones and ring lights and ethernet cables and instructions with qr codes on how to you know get it together and since it's our equipment as soon as it's plugged into the internet we get a notification that the computer is online we can go into the computer focus the camera change the color temperature adjust the microphone uh make sure that the eyes are in focus not the books behind the person are in focus the quality is as if it could air on network television. And so we invested in a lot of these kits and that's how we started doing productions. We, we started doing these remote interviews and they turned into uh, all, all different types of uh, productions. Wow. And so I, I, I want to, so these remote interviews, um, I'd like to, you know, where, where do you then, you said there were baseball players. I'm going to come to sports a little later, but, but sure. now do you, do, do you publicize those on social media or, or yeah. where, go ahead. Good question. So for our client, um, they advertise it. Um, they were, because our clients couldn't go out and acquire content in person, they still needed content for their websites. They still needed content for commercials. Mm-hmm. They still needed content to deliver so this was the only way and um we were able to be that resource for them to to still uh get out there and 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 help them deliver the content that they wanted to put out there oh that's great because i mean that's one of the things we probably don't think about during the pandemic you know where is that content coming from so you basically found this market and started Mm -hmm. delivering the content for people who needed content with whether um you know, I, I want to come back to that. We're going to have to take a short break, um, but I want to I want to explore that a little bit further on, sure. you know, which which market segments are, you know, looking for that. You know, is it SMBs? You know, did you help small businesses? Was it large enterprises? But we'll come back to that after the break, Howie. We're going to take a short break. 
And for our listeners, we are talking with Howie Sales, and he's an Emmy Award-winning camera operator who turned his passion for television broadcasting into several entrepreneurial endeavors, and we're just talking about one of them. And he also created HJZ Productions in 2000 to address the need for professional-level sports crewing staffing in the New York market. And in early 2020, uh, they he pivoted his offering, as we just talked about, uh, for doing live streaming and, and content. And if you'd like to learn about Howie and his business, you can go to veridityentertainment.com and look him up. Uh, Howie is also on LinkedIn under Howard Zales and on Facebook under HJZ Productions. And on Twitter, they have a handle HJZ uh, product, wait, P-R-O-D-I-N-C. So please go to his website, that is veridityentertainment.com and get in touch with Howie. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda, one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. Cinda holds virtual trainings, conferences, market research, and legislative white papers focused on digital. So go to www.cinda.org for more information. Cinda will be also holding their next live conference in May in Mallorca, and that is May 16th to 18th. And on the website, you can get more information about that. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Today, we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're talking about uh, broadcasting and we're talking about media and the changes and the shifts we've seen over the past couple of years and even the past couple of months. And we're talking an expert in the area, and that is Howie Zales. And he's an Emmy Award winning camera operator who turned his passion for television broadcasting into several entrepreneurial endeavors. And a few of them are H. JZ Productions, as well as Veridity uh, Entertainment. And Howie, before the break, we were talking about the live streaming that you you did mm-hmm. during the pandemic. So uh, you talked about the how it started with the with the nine major baseball players that had to be interviewed. And I think that's really interesting on how you focused on get helping people get content mm-hmm. now. Did you, uh, you know, there was a lot going on during the pandemic. Um, Were you focusing primarily on, you know, maybe enterprise content or sports content? Or what about, you know, the local, the SMBs, small and medium businesses in in your area? 
So we didn't initially, you know, we didn't exclude or highlight. We, we just kind of put our services out there. And be, because I guess I come from the broadcast industry doing high level productions that's my nature uh, and that's kind of what we went after i think we're more high level mm -hmm. uh uh companies and ad agencies that had you know money to put into productions where if it wasn't airing on the internet because it was a live stream the quality was there that could have aired on network television so we we did anything from cooking shows to um award shows to concerts to dj concerts um all different time types of talk shows uh that led into different sporting events um yeah we, we streamed and, and then we also do you know um we work a lot with phar pharmaceutical companies uh whether it's cancer patients or caregivers who are on certain kind of medications we'll do these remote interviews where that way because we don't want anyone near them right because they're recovering from mm. cancer or chemo we'll send them our, our remote capture kits the interviewer will be in his or her uh home office and then we'll conduct the interview completely virtually and then hand our client off the interview so they can put together their 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 piece Okay, cool. Yeah, okay, so that was the market. So let's talk about sports because that's where you came from and that's one of the things you did. Um, so, you know, during the pandemic, there really, I don't, well, I'm in Europe and I can tell you there really weren't any football games or uh, soccer, as you call it here. Yeah. You know, um, kind of what happened, I mean, the, the sports industry is huge. I mean, how big is the sports industry, the yeah, broadcasting it, it, market? It's massive. And, and being in New York, uh, there's a ton of sports. There's uh, three local hockey teams, two basketball teams, um, two baseball teams, two soccer teams. So all year long, there's lots of sporting events going on. And that's before you even get to, you know, any entertainment events that are going on in the New York uh metropolitan area so there's a lot of events going on that a, and a lot of people uh work in the television industry and like a lot of other industries there was a ton of people out of work mm -hmm. so it did did yeah i mean it's a huge market it's a huge market before pandemic what exactly um happened did everything just stop like in Every, the pandemic from sports or did on were you march march 11th everything just ended mm-hmm Yep. Yeah, everything was canceled uh, going forward. Um, I, f I forget how long it took for baseball to come back, but um, it, it wasn't until mid, mid to late summer. And whenever you have uh, two teams playing against each other, uh, wh whether whatever the sport is, there's always two TV crews working simultaneous. So what that means is there's, um, let's say the Yankees are playing the Boston Red Sox, right? The Yankees hire their own TV crew to produce their TV game, their, mm -hmm. their coverage, right? And their announcers are there and the camera people and the audio people are all listening to what the announcers are talking about and they're producing their own show. Now the Boston team comes to, to New York, they hire through a company like me, uh, a full TV crew because they want to produce their own independent show of what the Yankees show is doing because their announcers talk about different topics and different nice. things and they want shots of their team. Yeah. Well, during the pandemic or, or when, when baseball came back, instead of having two feeds going on simultaneous, they had one smaller world feed, we'll call it. And that, that one world feed fed both teams. So, mm -hmm. Um, we were down to not only were, is it, was that one world feed smaller than one of the independent shows it was, it, it fed both. So we had less than half the people working as normal. And that went on for that year and a lot, and most of last year as well. So this is the first season coming back where, uh, it seems to be that both independent, uh, shows will, will be back.
Well, that that's really cool because I never knew that. And I'm going to warn you, I'm a Red Sox fan. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So, um, uh, but uh, okay. uh, my family comes from the Boston area. Sorry. So, um, uh, but I, I never knew. I, I always kind of wondered about that. But now it makes sense. And And before I go on to, you know, maybe the impact it's had, you said it's coming back now, okay? But is TV primarily for sports in the, the U.S.? TV, TV is the, the primary media channel, I would uh, estimate, or? Yeah. Um, so it depends on what what sport. So for, let's say, the NFL, right, football, American football, the three networks uh, are the major sporting of uh, major channels for the sporting events then like everyday baseball that like the red sox the yankees the mets and air on that's more cable uh mm-hmm. ca- cable tv than over the air than like the three or four major networks um then there's like the bigger uh like the golf of golf airs like on thursday and friday on cable then maybe saturday and sunday it'll air on the network so it depends on the event and the size of the event uh where where it airs mm-hmm. and, and now so- with streaming um it, it, they might might be streaming it as well as putting it on cable as well as putting it on the network yeah, that was that was my question. I mean, the whole pandemic, you know, uh, I guess when it, everything just started to get back to normal, you know, streaming was there. So what kind of impact is it having on, um, you know, let's look at the big sports first. I'm going to ask about the small, but the big sports like baseball, f- football, uh, of course, I consider soccer. OK, um, what kind of impact is streaming having on what on TV? Well, so let's take the Olympics, for example, uh, first, um, because that just happened, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Here in the States, NBC uh, is the network where you can watch the Olympics. And um, every night they would have a a highlight show. They they would highlight the major events or in the major section of each of some of the events in their primetime coverage. During the day on... uh, the network and maybe their cable outlet, you can watch the bigger events mostly in their entirety. But on their streaming service, which is called Peacock, you can watch every single event all day long in its entirety. That was streamed. Mm-hmm. So do you think and I'm going to I'm going to throw in some diversity questions in here, OK, sure. because because uh, and wondering what streaming might have an effect in it. I mean, when I was looking at the statistics, um, getting ready for this interview, mm-hmm. I, it told me that 95 percent of the sports broadcasting um, are men's sports. OK, mm-hmm. um, so we kind of know that we could explore into why, but we kind of all know why. But do you think that that services like streaming is going to open it up to be a little bit more equal, that there be some some better coverage across? Um, I mean, we have here in Europe, you know, really big women's soccer is really big. Um, and, and it is on TV kind of from time to time, you know, when when it's the end games. But do you think the this new media is going to give probably a little bit more, more diverse accessibility, accessibility to, to other sports? That's a great question, and uh, I think, uh, and I think most people would join me in thinking that the answer is yes. And here's the reason why: to put on a a, a TV show to produce, we'll just go back to the Yankees and uh, Yankees and Mets game, right? It could cost anywhere between twenty-five to forty thousand dollars to do a game between wow. the the TV truck rental and the TV crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the cost, right? So let's say you take, uh, um, let's say like a track and field meet or an, another type of sporting event that, that is not very high profile, right? You can come in with l- less equipment and sh- or just streaming equipment, which could be a super high-end computer, okay, that costs a fraction of what a TV truck would cost. You can come in with less cameras, different types of cameras, uh, less crew. So you can come in 
give the event very good exposure because it could be streamed globally for the same price as it could be streamed anywhere and get get those athletes and the sporting event the coverage that they need mm-hmm. well that that's that's really a positive thought um as we go forward and and you know if it costs less um what about i mean when we, when i watch you know some large sports event um, in Europe, we don't have a lot of advertising, okay? But mm-hmm. in, in the U.S., you have quite a bit, okay? Um, right. So where does advertising fit in this? Because obviously it's pretty big to support the, the to support TV. Do, where does it fit in streaming, or does it not fit at all? No, it totally fits in streaming um, because you can have, uh, you know, kind of how uh football you know european football or or soccer is done you know with uh if this is sponsored by this part of the game is sponsored by in the upper right or left hand corner um or there's even in, in in most sporting events places for commercial breaks where you can roll pre-recorded commercials or sponsorships or graphics or just have the announcers even talk about uh, who the sponsor is, or on the website where it's being streamed, you can have sponsors. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it would be even more targeted, to be honest with you. Exactly. Uh, okay, yeah. So with, with that in mind, having it being more targeted, I mean, I've. Uh, do you think that the, there's going to be a sufficient amount of money going into that? Because we know how much money is in TV advertising now, okay? Um, do you do you think this is going to grow and people are going to realize it's it's a targeted market and and advertisers might be investing, you know, more money or or I, I don't want to say shifting from TV because I don't think that'll happen. But what do you think? I, I mean, I I think their advertisers are realizing that and this and let's take like the younger audience, right? They no longer watch TV. My kids mm-hmm. are teenagers, uh, and I can't remember the last time they've watched traditional TV, let alone a sporting event on TV. And my son plays baseball. So um, I think that the advertisers are, you know, with the ratings, the way they're, they're going to notice that the rating, this is going to be a rating shift, and uh, they're going to have to deploy their money in other ways, and that's going to be to this to the streaming avenue because that's where the audiences are. Yeah. Yeah. That, and, and they'll probably get a better ROI from it too. Uh, <laughs> so, absolutely. Like, and probably more measurable actually, you know, easier. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So how are we going to take another break? And, um, for our listeners, we are talking with Howie Zales and he's an Emmy award winning camera operator who turned his passion for television broadcasting into several entrepreneurial endeavors. We're talking about a couple of them right now, including the streaming business and, um, he created HJZ Productions in 2000 to address the need for professional sports crewing and staffing in the New York market. And when we come back, Howie, I have a question about that, okay, before we go into other things. And um, if you'd like to reach out to Howie, you can go to his website as HowieZales.com and the it, it also VeridityEntertainment.com. And he's on LinkedIn under Howard Sales and on Facebook under HJZ Productions. So please reach out to him. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. And Cinda holds virtual trainings, conferences, market research, and legislative white papers focused on digital. Please go to www.cinda.org for more information. And each month, they also hold a learning series on Thursdays, 1700 CET. And their next live conference is in May, May 16th to 18th in Mallorca. And Cinda also has an e-learning platform in cooperation with Boss Capital for Startups, Product Managers, and SMBs. And you can also see that on www.cinda.org. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. 
you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. listening to leadership beyond borders do you have a question or comment about our show please send an email to leadership beyond borders at gmail.com again that's leadership beyond borders at gmail.com now back to this week's program welcome back to leadership beyond borders i'm kimberly lewis your host and today we're talking about media broadcasting and the changes that have happened around pretty much everything, you know, the changes uh, that happened around TV and, and sports broadcasting. And we're talking with Howie Zales, and he's an Emmy award-winning camera operator who turned his passion for television broadcasting into several entrepreneurial endeavors. And he created HJZ Productions in 2000 to address the need for professional level sports crewing staffing in the New York market. And in 2020, he pivoted his business to what we were just talking about before the break on live streaming of of sports events, uh, interviews, corporate interviews, and religious services. So, Howie, we talked about the live streaming, but I want to come back to, because one of the other things you did with HJZ Productions was address the need for professional level sports and staffing um, in the New York market. So my question kind of staying on the diversity end here, you know, we, we just talked about gender and, and women's sports and, and how maybe live streaming is going to give some of that a better chance to be seen. And when I think about broadcasting, I mean, I think about Barbara Walters who broke the, you know, broke the ceiling and broadcasting in the sixties. And then it wasn't even, it was like 15 years later when Connie Chung opened the door for more female broadcasters in news and then i think in 90s it was rachel nichols nichols who broke into sports broadcasting but i was looking up some statistics and there's only about 17.2 percent of sports broadcasters that are female and you are recruiting talent first of all um why do you think that number is so low and hasn't really shifted that much in the last couple of years yeah i i, I mean I'm not really sure. There's not a lot of, uh, you know, I guess most of the sports leagues are very, obviously they're male dominated. Um, the TV business is a male dominated business. Um, I slowly it's coming around too slowly. Um, but, and, and there are, there are certain positions that are more female dominated than, than others. Um, but some of the best camera people I, I know are, are women and, um, you know, they, they always, it's always highlighted when it's an all women, women crew, which is great. Um, and I'm all obviously all for, for that. And, um, it's, it's hard to say why it's just, uh, sports is just a, a male dominated, uh, a field. 
Yeah. I mean, I know in, in April 2021, I think the women's sports journalists um, broke out about changing the landscape. And let me just ask your experience, because you sure. you had this recruiting. You had this recruiting. Um, did you see women coming in to, to be trained or, you know, uh, or is it just that they're staying away? Um, what was your experience as you were doing this kind of training and recruiting? So the, 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 there's not a lot of training ground for the television, the sports television production field. Um, mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of the training ground is kind of learning on the job Um it, it, it's it's a hard industry to break into. Some of the reasons, you know, that it may not be attractive to uh, certain women are. I, 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 I in my career, I've worked many, many, many nights. Sporting events are mm-hmm. usually at nights, mm-hmm. uh, at weekends, and if you're if you're ambition is to have a family and, um, um, children that makes it a, a, a very difficult. I've missed, uh, many, 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 many family functions. Mm-hmm. So, um, not, you know, not to say that that can, ha- that women cannot work in the field, but that could be mm. one of the reasons why people might stay away from the field. And, uh, you know, I, I guess I didn't realize that when I was training for the business, um, but I, I think I would have liked to have known that in hindsight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And of course, you know, they can't get into the locker room, <laughs> those kind of things, you know. So Actually, I mean, now, in, at least in the U.S., women can get into the locker room. Oh, they can? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, right. Absolutely. So- Oh, things are moving forward. Okay. You know, but I mean, it's been years since uh, Rachel Nichols, you know, broke into it and I've seen very few, but thank you. That, that Those are really good insights. And you're right. I think uh, um, it might have something to do with around nights and, and weekends and stuff that is quite tough. Um, but mo- moving on to, to this whole shift in the media. Okay. And, um, And we talk about, you know, live streaming, we talk about television access, and we talk about accessibility, okay? And um, at the same time we're talking about accessibility, we have have laws like GDPR here in Europe. And I'll tell you, one of the things that makes me crazy sitting here is if I go onto a website in, in the U.S. or something that says, I'm sorry, it's not available, or... TV show, um, I have to use Surfshark to get a different IP address. Okay, I shouldn't say that on the air, but um, <laughs> you know, to get to get accessibility. Um, so, do you think do you think any of these legislative or privacy laws are are kind of stopping our accessibility somewhat? Do you think it's kind of working against everything that we want to accomplish to make everything accessible? I, I don't feel like we have that problem. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you don't feel like. And what about what about with this live streaming and everything um, on on rights and and control? Okay, you you mentioned you mentioned the Capitol. Okay, um, we saw everything. I mean, everything's on social media, and it's hard to tell what's real and what's not real. Um, what's your insights onto how we can kind of assess what we're seeing and what's you know? to weed out the fake news or do you think we're just going to be living with fake news now in this new open media? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a problem. Um, the fake news thing. Um, I, I think getting your new, getting, getting your news from the social platforms is definitely a problem. I wouldn't rely on that. Um, I would rely on, uh, you know, whatever country or, uh, that you live in to get it from the free press, uh, other than the social platforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, and going forward, okay. You talked about, you said, you know, your, your children haven't, you know, don't watch TV. Okay. You know, right. um, where, where do you think, these trends are going? I mean, do you think that, you know, you talked about the accessibility of more sports um, on on streaming, which is fantastic. Um, 
you know, TV, where do you see the media trends going? Cause you're kind of on the pulse. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I think, uh, and this is just from having kids, right? They, they do not watch TV. Um, I have one son that's into movies. He'll watch, he'll watch movies, uh, on a streaming device, but they do not watch TV. Do they, they do not watch TV shows. They'll watch on their iPads or their devices. They'll watch YouTube while they're playing a video game. They're doing two or three different, they got two or three different devices going on simultaneously. Um, out of the four kids that we have, not one kid watches sports on TV, uh, <laughs> or, or on their devices. Um, so I, I don't know where it's headed. I feel like it, the, the streaming, it's only going to pick up in the streaming and it's going to be more, more targeted as we spoke about earlier. I know Amazon just picked up uh, a big football, a U.S. football package, and they're throwing a lot of money at it. And I feel like that's that's probably where it's headed. The, the networks just at some point will not be able to compete with the Amazons and the Netflix of the world uh, because they have to rely solely on advertising where the Amazons and the Netflixes and the Hulus and things like that, it's all subscriber based. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably that, that I think that would sum it up on kind of where the trend might go with subscriber based. Yeah. It's going to follow the money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're getting towards the end of the show, um, Howie, and I just have, you know, you've been in, again, you've been in the the industry 25 years, and it's a really interesting industry. Um, If you had to tell our audience, what was probably the most important thing you learned from the broadcasting industry? The most important thing I've learned, um, you know, for being in TV sports, it, it, it took me away from my family uh, a lot. I traveled uh, four days a week for 20 years. Mm. Um, so putting putting my family first, putting uh, being in the moment, being being with them, appreciating every every second. You know that that that's that's what I take away mostly. Yeah, I think that's I, that's real important. And um, for our audience also, if they want to get in touch with you for streaming, um, I'm, I'm giving them your things. Any, any, uh, anything that you want to say to the audience who might want to reach out to you for some projects? Sure. Yeah, we do uh, plenty of corporate hybrid virtual in-person meetings, uh, stream globally, uh, anywhere from all different types of size events. Uh, and we give uh, 10% off to all new clients. And you can reach me at uh, HowieZales.com uh, to our family of websites. And uh, we look forward to working with everybody. Yeah, great. Okay, Howie. Well, it's been it's been really interesting. And just for our, our audience, we've been talking with Howie Zales. And he's an Emmy Award-winning camera operator who turned his passion for television broadcasting into several entrepreneurial endeavors. And I think you said you can see all those, Howie, on HowieZales.com. You yep. have the family of websites there. And Howie created HJZ Productions in, in 2000 to address the need for professional-level sports, crewing, staffing in the New York market. And under his leadership, HJ Productions grew to a multi-million-dollar nationwide provider of top talent in the broadcasting field. And in 2019, Howie and his team pivoted and found in Veridity Entertainment, which you can get on the HowieZales.com website also. And this is focused on what Howie just told us, uh, streaming services for anything from from corporations, sports events, religious events, what you want. And you also created a TV sports course, a hands-on training boot camp for the next generation of television crew professionals, and Howie is a graduate of the State University of New York at Plattsburgh Mass Communication Program. Now, once again, yeah, your website, once again, is uh, howiesales.com, and on that website, everything's all included, Howie? Yep. 
Okay. And you also have veridityentertainment.com. And if you'd like to reach Howie on LinkedIn, it's under Howard Zales on Facebook, HJZ Productions. And Howie, you have a Twitter handle? Yeah, um, it's at HJZ Prod Inc. or okay. Veridity Entertainment. Okay, great. Yep. So, the, Howie, it's been really fun for me. I really learned a lot today. So, thank Same you very here. much. I'm thank you very much. And our, our listeners, please contact me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com uh, if you have questions and ideas for the show. And this show is also brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's largest nonprofit digital marketing associations, and they hold virtual trainings, conferences, market research, and legislative white papers focused on digital. And each month they also hold learning series every Thursday at 1700 CET time. And they have live conferences. Um, They've already had one in Berlin. So they're on to their second live conference, which is going to be in, well, second live conference since the pandemic, I must say. Um, It will be in Mallorca, Spain from May 16th to 18th. And the other thing interesting about Cinda, if you go, they have a cooperation with Boss Capital Partners, Boss Capital out of San Diego for startups, product managers, and SMBs uh, with an e-learning platform that helps companies succeed. So please go to www.cinda.org. And don't forget to tune in to us every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you can't listen to us live, there's no problem because we are on every major podcast platform across the web. And with that, I'd like to wish everybody a great week and tune in to us again next week. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.